Good morning, Dan and Amy, coming to you live from Joe Cotton Ford in scenic Carroll Stream, Illinois. Yeah, and people should stop by and say hi. We're at North Avenue, Gary, Gary. North, yeah, yeah. Carroll Stream. Yeah, welcome to DuPage County. Oh, yeah, God's land, right? Mm. And we have free coffee, we have free donuts, and you can register for a chance to win two free tickets to Freedom Summit uh, 2018, which is going to take place October 27th at uh, Weston and Itasca. There you go. Uh, same place we've had the Freedom Fest Summit... Air breathing. Yeah, thing. The uh, last couple <laughs> days. Free oxygen, yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> coffee proprietor that's helping us uh, kick off ticket sales today to Freedom Summit. I have a bean in lovely Wheaton. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who knew Wheaton was the roasting capital of the of DuPage County? Uh, that's correct. <laughs> it is. And uh, getting an education in coffee this morning, too. I mean, forget Starbucks. Uh, even Dunkin' Donuts, which I love. This is uh, this is the real this is deal. Pretty good. We're pleased to be joined by Pete Leonard, who is the founder of I Have a Bean in Wheaton. Pete, Thank thanks you for joining us. Thank Appreciate you. it. So, uh, give us the backstory on I Have a Bean, and um, you have uh, a bean of uh, what Colombian coffee and Ethiopian coffee. Yeah, you call it happily to have uncut uh, Colombian this morning. Uh, it's all uh, single origin coffee. Started the business about ten years ago. Uh, we roast coffee in Wheaton. It's rated in the top 1%. Wheaton. 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 you got to say it like <laughs> but that. You but you invented a, a roaster in Wheaton, the Bean Master 5000. You're exactly right. I did invent the machine, uh, designed it, built it, and it is the Bean Master 5000. Well, what is, is what that? Is that? <laughs> wasn't that one of the robots in Mystery Science Theater 3000? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> so, how do you roast your coffee differently than, say, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts with your new well, Bean Master 5000? That's great. Starbucks roasts 24/7, 365. It's an almost conveyor belt roasting. We do small batch roasting, and by small batch, I mean 7.2 pounds of coffee at a time in a fluid airbed roaster. So it's not gas fired. There, all that stuff. So it's. It's a green roaster. It sounds like the coffee treated coffee beans are treated very well. <laughs> it is very. Yeah, it's treated very. It's, it's would, coddled actually. Coddled. Would you say <laughs> at uh, I have a bean that you judge the coffee beans based on the content of their character? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we do. It yeah. is the content of the their flavor, their their inherent flavor, which is the character of the coffee well, bean. What made you want to get into to doing this and and tell us about your the name of your company, I Have a Bean. Right, I Have a Bean comes right from I Have a Dream. Uh, and the, our dream today is that men and women will not be preemptively judged by the errors of their past, but will be known instead by the con present evidence of the content of their character. And this is a serious thing. It uh, is. Uh, so explain what you mean Why in terms is of that? how you put that into practice. Right, so what we do, we have a social mission that is employing men and women who have been in prison, men and women who have a felony conviction. Uh, it is very, very difficult for somebody with a felony record to find employment, and I saw that happen with my brother-in-law uh, when he was convicted, put in prison, and when he got out, in spite of 147 IQ and database engineer and all those things, he could not find work to save his life. And um, so I, I saw what happened there, and that woke me up to a social ill that I didn't recognize before. And uh, one thing led to another, and we started a coffee roasting company with the express purpose of employing post-prison people. How many, how many ex-felons have you employed during the time? That's a great question. So in the last 10 years, we've employed more than 50 post-prison mm -hmm. people. 
Um, Illinois recidivism rate is the second highest in the nation. It hovers right around 50 percent. Oh um, our recidivism rate for employees that have worked for us, less than 4 percent. Really? I have to ask, what was your brother-in-law in for? Well, we don't like to discuss okay. that. Well, we aren't I'm concerned with <laughs> their record. We're concerned okay, with, with how do they live today. Right. And That's so what we're looking at. Live in the present with an eye in towards the, the future, Amy. So when you sit down we'll and talk later. to them um, in the interview process, do you need to see that they're contrite, that there's some trust there? How do, how do you go about mm -hmm. deciding whether or not to hire them? Yep, that's a great question. And we do. There's a lot of things that we look for. And, and remorse is one of those things, taking ownership of what they did and their responsibility and whatever it was that they did is key uh, to being an employee. And in fact, what I tell everybody that I interview, if I can't trust you, you can't work for me. Uh, because, I mean, if you think about it, I'm here with you guys at Joe Cotton Ford today, and who's running my roasting plant? What you would say is felons, mm. right? Felons are running my roasting plant. They're my friends. But we call them post-prison people. Actually, we call them Amy and Bob and Jill. Yeah, and yeah. right. You know, right? Hey, post-prison hey. hey, post person, go person, pick that up. Exactly right. Um, so uh, now you're father of four. Father of four, grandfather of four. Wow, and grandfather. Wow. one on the way. You look younger than Amy and wow, your grandfather. I might have been on the radio before <laughs> Amy was born. Wow. Um, so, no, but, but with respect to employing felons, how much of a conversation, post-prison people, how much of a Thank conversation you. was this with your family in terms of, you know, feeling like safety for you, safety for your family? Not so much because the person that went to prison was my brother-in-law. Right, but, right. But, but more globally. What, it's your brother-in-law is one thing, but mm -hmm. kind of like you know, people that you don't have a familial relationship is another. Right. I, I, there was none. There was no concern whatsoever. Um, I will tell you that my perception of what somebody who'd been to prison was before I knew people that had been to prison, other than my brother-in-law, yeah. was probably like most of societies, somebody I don't want to have anything to do with. Uh, but I will tell you today, for all the people that I've interviewed, and I wish I could employ all of them. I just, our company is not big enough for right, that. Right, sure. Um, but character counts. And most, what I've found is most people who are in prison, they're not there because they woke up one morning and said, hey, I wonder what evil I can commit today. Yeah. It's a mistake that they made. Right. And it might be a series of mistakes or um, poor decision making, but there are reasons for that. And most people don't want to be there and don't want to live like that. So once they're out, society, in theory, right, they've done their time and they've paid for their crime, but we as society want to keep our thumb on them and say, yeah, but you can't work here, you can't go here, you can't uh, whatever. Can't vote. Can't right. vote, a yeah. bunch of things. Right. And, and that's just not right. So is there a mobility within your organization, within your I Have a Bean group, where if you start in a lower level, can you move up to management? There are no positions closed to anyone. So it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. And you can, you can work for us for life if you want to. Or I don't understand this. Not everybody wants to be in coffee the rest of their life. Hmm. I, I know. It's Strange. stunning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we have what we call transition employment, uh, transition-friendly employment. If you have skills in auto mechanics or art or whatever it is, we want to see you be able to make a living doing the things that you have talent and skill for. And that may not be roasting or selling coffee, but you're welcome to stay with us, work with us as long as that takes to get you to the next step. Um, so that's 
How many of your employees have moved on to say being well, an if auto we've employed or? right. So if we've employed more than fifty, I've got eight total employees at a time. Okay. So that should give you uh, some impression of that, and less than four percent recidivism rate. Is there? I mean, I just think of programs like this, and you think of like Chuck Colson's Prison Fellowship right. and, and other such programs, and I wonder if there's a religious component to your outlook on this the way there was for some of these other programs like Colson? There absolutely is. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for my faith. Uh, it's the thing that I feel that I'm called to do, and my whole life I can look back at specific things, even to being on the radio uh, in a, in when I was six, to being the things that prepared me to do what I'm doing today. Uh, I look back at my 20-year-old self and I think, why couldn't I know then what I know now and have the heart then that I have now so I could be doing this back then. But I didn't know enough. I didn't care enough. Uh, I didn't know anybody that had been in prison. And all of that changed leading to this. Well, you were on the radio when you were six. Were you some sort of child no, his, star? His star dad was a DJ. Oh. Tell us, yeah, my my father was a DJ, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you read the Sunday uh, comics. Yeah, we call him the funnies. I was six years old. Is your old. father Dick Biondi? <laughs> hey, you know him. <laughs> No, but I was on the radio when I was six. My mom wrote jingles for a radio station in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. And so I was on the air there, and then he moved to KRLD in Dallas and was on the air there. And he uh, put you well. on the air, right? And he put me on the air. It was great. And you read the Sunday comics? Read the sun Sunday comics with my dad. It's so fun on yeah, the radio. Yeah, I know. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, now, back go, when they did that. Yeah. going back to uh, your Pretty business, I Have a Bean. So where can people yeah. get the I Have a Bean coffee brands? Thank it's you very good. much. It's strong. Well, I'm glad you like it. Ooh. Well, you had Uncut Columbian this morning. Oh, right? Sure, I sure I did. <laughs> I, <laughs> whatever that was. Yeah. I'm feeling fine. <laughs> so our uh, coffee is most readily available at our website. We do things a little bit differently, and you can imagine our website URL is IHaveABean.com. That order, wasn't taken, huh? It yeah. wasn't yeah, taken, it was believe so it or not. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you order it today, we will roast your coffee today, and you will get it today. Wow. We do everything the same day. So you can also buy it at various coffee shops and restaurants uh, around the area and, and places like that. But uh, the best place to get it is right at our website, and we will roast and ship it or deliver it to you in person today. Uh, I love it. I mean, the, the Columbia coffee is excellent. But i, I got to ask you, and for a little tutorial for our listeners, obviously, the Ethiopia as the— uh, the home of coffee, birthplace of the birthplace coffee. of coffee, right. and so uh, so how is it going in Ethiopia with respect to their coffee exports? Actually, coffee exports have gone up and down a lot in Ethiopia uh, over the years, and the Ethiopian government has gotten involved in previous years, and they've put in the Ethiopian Coffee Exchange uh, to try and curb black market coffee because coffee bean export is a big deal for the country I'm of sure. Ethiopia. Oh, yeah, right. Um, so they put a bunch of controls in place, and what that did, it brought control, but it uh, disallowed us from finding the particular farmer that grew this particular coffee. Now, that's not the case today. They've relaxed those controls. They've gotten control of the black market. Um, so we can trace the coffee right back to the washing station that it came from. He is Peter Leonard, the founder of I Have a Bean uh, coffee Roasters, IHaveABean.com, the website if you want to order the coffee that we're enjoying this morning or stop by for a cup at Joe Cotton Ford at the corner of Gary and North Avenue. Peter, thanks so much for joining God us. God bless uh, you. Thank you. Yeah, That's respect the mission work. you guys are uh, fulfilling and uh, continued success with the business. Thank you very much. Dan and Amy coming to you live from Joe Cotton Ford. Cream? No, thank you. I take it black. <laughs>